0: This is At The Turn. It's time for discussion and interviews about the world of
1: golf you won't hear anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Nick Heidelberger and Joe Simons. Hello, hello. Welcome into another episode of At The Turn. Nick and Joe with you. We're going to talk Lexi playing with the boys. But Nick, before we do that, we're going to pat ourselves on the back. This is episode number two, zero, zero. The haters said it would never happen.
0: Yeah, I, I uh couldn't believe that when you texted me, but then I started thinking about it. We've we've had quite a run here. Um we've been doing this since what, like the 2018 Masters, something like that? 2017. Uh, it was we, we the Sergio it's Garcia like we won the Masters. We've been doing it since 2017.
1: <laughs> Sergio won the Masters in 2017 and said, All right, we gotta start a golf podcast now because I can't handle this anymore. Yeah, we definitely picked up the pace the last couple of years. Um, early on, we were doing like one episode a month. It was just harder to make podcasts back then. I literally had to go to the radio studio in the building that I used to work in and like dial you via phone. And that's how we started this
0: podcast. This yeah, let's pandemic. just run through. We, we used yeah. to do, you go to the radio station. You'd be like booking times for the radio station. I would be yeah. drinking coffee at 6 a.m. In, uh, in Hawaii. Yeah, you were in Hawaii. Then, yeah. then one day I discovered you could record via Skype. And that was like a major breakthrough. It offered (laughs) at the turn a level of flexibility we never had before. Um, We've used, we used Google for a while. And then one day randomly, we went to record and they changed Google and merged with YouTube. And they changed their entire recording platform and and stripped that ability. So we had like this panic session. We we floated through a few different things since then. Now we're using Zencaster. Not that we're trying to plug anybody, but it's just the behind the scenes evolution of At The Turn. So 200 episodes, man. This is uh, That is definitely a milestone.
1: It's, it's not nothing. It is kind of amazing just in the, what, six, seven-ish years that we've been doing this, how far podcasting has come and how easy it is to make a podcast now. Like it's kind of a joke that everybody has a podcast. And it's not like we were breaking ground in 2017 or anything like that. But it was less common back then to have a podcast just because – it was more difficult, and um, I got to be honest. The flexibility and the ease of doing it—I um, don't know. I don't know if we could, if if, if it would have lasted this long if we still had to do it by the old methods that we were doing it before. It's just a lot easier now, um, and and it's good. You know, a lot of people are getting their voices out there and everything. But two hundred, man, we did it. Do you have, do you have like a favorite thing that we did, or a favorite bit, or a favorite topic that comes comes to mind?
0: Um.
1: If, if I mean, not, maybe we got to start doing better.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, uh, would you rather is is always a good one. Would you rather is fun. Turn ten is is always good. I think we should do more bits. I mean, we've got we do have the Nick Rules, the Mad Golfer. I actually really like Mad Golfer too. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could just have a whole episode that's just strictly bits if we wanted. But I think we should we should bring back some some of the uh, retro bits. We did gimmick or game changer like back in the early days. That was a that's fun right. one. Um, I'd like to do that again sometimes. So yeah, I, I, I think. Most of our bits have been pretty successful.
1: I, I think so, too. I miss where you convince companies to send you stuff, but like not like real companies. Like, you know, with your job with Golf Link, I feel like you're getting like too legitimate of stuff now. It's like a oh, Cobra <laughs> and Titleist are sending you stuff. Like I remember when you were getting sent like infomercial type golf clubs from the golf I did get a,
0: I did get a, um, oh, my God. It's, it was like a chipper. Um, I forget the name of it.
1: Oh, yeah, like the perfect wedge or something,
0: was, something stupid like yeah. that. Yeah, and then um, I, I, they, they weren't too thrilled with the review, and then I ended up giving it as a white elephant Christmas gift. And, like, the person who unwrapped it was, like, so thrilled. Awesome. Because it was clearly just the head was wrapped, so it was clearly a golf club. And then he, it took him a minute because he was hammered to realize it was left-handed. And then he was like, well, somebody find me a dumpster to throw this. <laughs> yeah, I really like those. Um,
1: one of my favorites that I spent way too much time on was the top 21 male golfers of the 21st century. Um, I'm probably going to circle the wagons and just drop the male part and do the top 21 golfers of the 21st century. I think it'd be fun to do it across LPGA and PGA that would take hours to compile, but now we have some fun ones back in the archives. I like when the, uh, pandemic started. Well, let me finish that sentence. I don't like when the pandemic started. (laughs) But what we decided to do was um, review golf movies, and I actually listened Ooh. to back to a couple of those on a long drive because I was curious how they sounded. Um, they were pretty fun, you know, talking Happy Gilmore, Caddyshack. I think the um, the greatest game ever played was a very fun one that we did. The uh, Shia LaBeouf movie about Francis we met, but now there's 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 fun stuff in the back catalog. Man, it's been a good run so far. All right. Well, here's the 200 more. Here's the 200 more. Before we get to it, please rate and review the podcast. Uh, speaking of gimmicks, we don't have one here. Um, just just leave us, leave us a review. Our numbers are skyrocketing in Canada. I don't know if that was due to my recent visit to Calgary, but please, if you're in Canada, let us know what province you're in. New Brunswick, Lavador,
0: Nova Scotia, B.C., Joe, Joe went to Canada and just played every episode of At the Turn just to just to boost our numbers globally. <laughs> I love it. That's dedication. Uh,
1: that, that's exactly right. Um, it is time, before we get to Lexi, for the handicap report. It's brought to you by Piper Golf. Use promo code Turn10 at checkout for 10% off everything at Piper.golf. Golf balls, hats, towels, shirts, all the good things. Nick, this is gonna be a tricky one because we're not gonna reveal the results. Of the Red Tea Challenge that you have completed until I have completed it. I'm not doing it until tomorrow. So we can talk about that next week. So I don't know how you want to handle this. Have you played around other than the Red Tea Challenge since we've last
0: recorded? Uh, I will just give you a high level overview and say my handicap has not changed.
1: Okay. Okay. Great. Um, I actually have not played in three weeks. I haven't touched a club in three weeks other than the club. Brian Romy sent me in the mail. Um, Romy, I'm going to reply to your text on this podcast. I did just see the label that you put on there. Very funny. You put Dr. Joseph Simons, voiceologist on the label, which, which I got a kick out of. He sent me the um, the super hybrid we've been talking about, a titleless version of it. So I'm just going to get it out there, hit it from the red tees, and see how things go. And we'll talk about go. that on next week's episode. I'm, I remain an 8.2 as well. And that is your handicap report. I was caught off guard by our topic, Nick. Um, That doesn't often happen. We usually are prepared and we're going to have a topic that we stick with. But this one caught me off guard. Um, News broke last week and it's happening this weekend that Solheim Cup, I'll say main character, Lexi Thompson is playing in the Shriners Children's Hospital Open in Las Vegas this weekend on the PGA tour. Uh, Nick, what was your initial reaction when you heard this news?
0: I had a lot of them. Um, I think my number one reaction is good because I want to see Lexi turn a corner with her game. And I highly, highly, highly doubt she would put herself under this microscope on this stage, unless she had confidence in her game, unless she was truly committing herself to doing something on the golf course that she hasn't done this year. The Solheim Cup was a nice breath of fresh air. She played well. I think we documented pretty well. She missed 17 cuts in a row going into the Solheim Cup. We didn't know what she was doing on that team. She played very well. I, I, I'm not sold on that because it's a different tournament. It's a different format. It's a different event. It's a different pressure. Is, everything is different. Um, But it is still an indicator that, she perhaps found something. The fact that she's willing to accept this invite and put herself on this stage tells me that she is committed to playing her best golf. Cause you just would not do that if that wasn't the case. So I'm happy. I want to see Lexi's best golf. Yeah. In a normal LPGA
1: event, if Lexi is not going to miss the cut or not playing well, they're just not going to show her very often. That's not going to be the case here. They're going to show a lot of her shots. This is a, fall FedEx event, which is how they're branding these events in the fall. Not getting a lot of eyeballs on these. It's football season. Big players aren't in there. We're post-Ryder Cup. There's big events still happening in Europe. Not happening in the States. So you're going to draw a lot of eyeballs to it. I think at first, you make the good point, Nick. It's a little bit of weird timing. If this happened for Lexi, let's say, four or five years ago, when she was in the thick of her run towards the top of the world, yeah, it it makes more sense. Um, I mean, there's Going to be arguments to be made for and against it. Not globally in terms of a LPGA player playing on the PGA Tour, but this specific LPGA player playing at this time on the PGA Tour. So, like you mentioned, she had seven missed cuts. Very recently, she's one twelve in the money list. She did play well on the Solheim Cup, but she had that weird moment in the press conference where she had the shank and she got weirdly defensive. Like Stacey Lewis called it a bad question on a hot mic. So just a lot of weirdness around Lexi at the moment. The flip side of it is she is showing signs of form. Like you mentioned, played well in the president's cup. That was her only loss. The shank shot went three and one. She had a top 20 before the president's cup. Now had a top 10 after the president's cup. So that's her best finish in quite a while. Um, she's bringing attention. Like I said, to an event that people wouldn't care about. And the argument that's always made, whether it's Lexi, whether it's Annika, whether it's Tony Romo or Steph Curry, people get so upset because you're taking a spot away from someone who's trying to grind out a living. I hear that argument. I take it and I drop kick it to the moon. Because yeah, I, I put that no wedge
0: right,
1: Nick, how often does anyone care or know who sponsors' exemptions are any other week of the year if it's not someone who is a very public figure or someone who is not typically on the tour getting a spot. No one gives a shit about alternates or sponsors' exemptions ever unless it's someone like Alexi Thompson, a baseball pitcher in the Champions Tour, or a celebrity playing on the Corn Ferry Tour.
0: Right, and this is why I love this move because guess how much of the Shriners open I was planning on watching yeah. four days ago? Absolutely none. Guess how much I'm going to watch now? I will be absolutely dialed in, whether it's on my screen or I'm just refreshing the leaderboard every five minutes. Like You better believe I'm going to be dialed in. And that is the purpose of a sponsor's exemption. If you think a sponsor's exemption is, to, is, is an avenue for an up-and-coming player to rely on to earn their way onto the PGA Tour, then you have no idea how it works to get on the PJ Tour. Yes, sometimes those spots do go to up-and-coming players. But guess what? There's always a reason that benefits the sponsor. There's a reason why the sponsor gives all this money. Maybe it's a hometown kid who needs a chance, who people want to see. Maybe it's whatever. It's at their discretion. So use it in a way that's going to benefit the tournament and golf and not just one specific person who's probably like, I would love to see the stats on this, probably like a, chance most sponsors exemptions are missing the cut anyways. It's not like you're taking away a PGA tour card out of somebody's pocket and and throw it in the trash. It's like, Hey, maybe they could have used this spot for some sort of homegrown up and comer who, who's still probably going to miss the cut by 15 strokes. And it's not as
1: though this is an event sponsored by the Royal bank of Canada or Wells Fargo or Wachovia. The sponsor is Shriners children's hospital who has paid money to sponsor this event. They're going to draw more attention to their event by having Lexi in it. Therefore, the potential of raising more money to help sick children. How is anyone upset about any aspect of this? I think it's wonderful. I hope everybody embraces it. And you're right. I'm going to probably watch some of this on Friday afternoon because it's going to be on late. It's going to be in Vegas. It's going to be in the desert. It'll give everyone something to do Friday afternoon on happy hour. I'm sure they'll structure it, so Lexi's going to play late in the afternoon on Friday, so the television coverage will be great. And who knows? If she gives the cut a sweat, that's going to be compelling television. That'll be the number one story. You know, there'll be baseball playoffs, there'll be other things going on, but golf is going to take a center stage in America in mid-October
0: when that never, ever happens. Yeah, and from Lexi's point of view, like going back to her not being informed, she could look at this as a a win-win proposition. Like if she doesn't play great, if she shows up and, you know, like struggles to break 80, it's like, yeah, you know, I gave it a go. We got some good, you know, we got some good coverage. I'm not informed, but it was a fun experience. I, you know, kind of made history, put my name on that list. Great. Like, I don't think it'll work out that way. I think there'll be a lot of critics who are waiting to to spew out the the, the logic you just gave of you're taking somebody's spot, especially after the shank and her, her bad season. But, but she could look at it that way and feel like, look, I can't really lose. I can't, you know, it, it, I go out there and see what happens. But I, I started to investigate a, a little bit more of, because the barometer has to be a made cut, right? Because she'll be the seventh woman to play on the PGA tour. Nobody has made a cut. Michelle, Wie, when she was 14 years old, yeah. missed it by one stroke, which is incredible. Um, but, but you either make the cut and you you make, you, you break that barrier or you're just, or, or there's not just, but you're the seventh name on the list of, of women who teed it up. Um, so I started looking at, and I don't know, it's not going to be easy to make a cut. It's not easy for male professional golfers. No, you make cuts on the PGA tour. I mean, Justin Thomas could barely make a cut on the PGA tour. So, so it's not a, a fair standard of, of saying like you failed if you didn't make the cut, but it just has to be like the thing we're all tuning in to see, you know, that's, that's like the, the binary thing we're looking to happen. That's right. This tournament and I don't know, my feeling is it doesn't set up well for her. The winner of this tournament is typically 20 plus under par. Yeah. This thing is gonna be a birdie fest. Last year the cut was five under. So it's not gonna be like if she like if you look at like respectable, she played a couple respectable rounds, you know, 73, 74. She might still miss the cut by like eight or nine strokes if that's the case. So she's gonna have to go out there and make some birdies if she's going to make the cut.
1: I do, and I haven't seen it much about this, but I do wonder if the venue specifically is one that she likes. I have to imagine it is. I don't think she would pick a course that doesn't suit her game or she doesn't feel comfortable on. That has to be one of the biggest factors because when Annika decided to play, she did it at one of the shortest courses on tour, the Colonial, where it set up well for her game, right? Like, keep it in the fairway. She played well the first day. I think she had a rough Friday. I could be remembering it. The, the the inverse, but I know she had one good day, one bad day. Michelle, we, oui, when she almost made the cut, it was the Sony open in Hawaii. Of course that she played on a million times. So that obviously was a big factor now to be a 14 year old and withstand that sort of pressure. And I actually just watched those highlights recently. She beat the reigning us open and British open champion in, in that tournament, which is unbelievable for yes. a 14 year old. And I, I do think that's a good way to look at it. Nick is no matter what Lexi is going to come out ahead at least in terms of reasonable people. There will be idiots out there who (laughs) reply and say the things, you know, that you would expect people to say in a situation like this. But the worst case scenario is she's drawing more attention to an organization that helps sick kids. That's, that's, that's the, the floor of this whole thing. So she's already accomplishing something. The ceiling being, she gets a hot putter. Lexi, come on, come on, Lexi. I know she gets, I know, I know. Well, I,
0: I just feel like you're reading off the notes that I, that I put in oh, because I literally it? in one bullet, I put, if she doesn't have a good performance, the idiots will come out in drones. And the next line says, um, if she gets a hot putter, like that's going to be the X factor. But I, so I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying. Yeah. If she gets the hot putter, who knows, maybe she shoots a
1: 65 and makes some history. So the floor is helping sick kids. The ceiling is. Making some sort of history, she's probably gonna fall somewhere in the middle. She's gonna get a favorable pairing. The PGA Tour is gonna set this up where she's gonna be with reasonable dudes. And I can't imagine in 2023, even if some Neanderthals are in the field and thinking they don't want Lexi to be in there, no one's gonna be dumb enough to say it in front of a hot microphone, right? No one's actually gonna be saying that who's in the field. I can't
0: imagine anyone doing that, Nick. You know, if she shoots like 86, somebody will somebody will say, you'll get a lot of you'll get you get a lot of bad takes if she does something like that. So I, I don't know how much you want to talk about the golf of this, but I did do a, a little research. Please. So Lexi was 13th on the LPGA tour in 2023 in driving distance, hmm. 270 yards off the tee. Now she, that distance can hang. It's three yards shorter than the shortest ranked player on the PGA tour, Brian Stewart, who was like 180, 180 something. So she's in that ballpark. You're not going to get the the top, top end guys um, in this event. So she'll be hanging with kind of the lower echelon of those players. It's 29 yards shorter than the average PGA tour player, which was 299. So she's basically going to be spotting the field somewhere around 30 yards off the tee. 56 yards shorter than Rory, who was the, the leader in driving distance. Thank goodness for her. She won't be competing against Rory or trying to make a cut, you know, her, her V Rory for that last spot. Yeah. Um, but basically, she's going to be somewhere around 30 yards back of, of her playing partners, um, which is why her approach game is going to have to be really good. Um, she's going to be hitting a lot longer irons into the greens, and she's going to have to capitalize with the putter. Like if she hits it to 15 feet, you know, you're going to need to make more than your share of those to kind of make up ground. I do think that the distance stats while are representative
1: and, and paint a good picture of um, the, the disparity. It's also going to be in the desert. It's also going to be hot. The ball's probably going to roll a lot. So I think she's probably going to average a lot more than 270 off the tee in a venue like this. Um, that's not to say the other guys won't have that advantage too, but because the course is a little bit shorter because of the ball is going to go a little bit more because there's a proclivity for a, a, a winner being quite low. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that plays to her advantage or, or disadvantage. I feel like Lexi's probably better off in a birdie fest than she is in a, uh, uh, grind it out, thick, rough, uh, make tough par sort of situation, just kind of knowing her game, um, just kind of hitting it everywhere in the desert, trying to make some putts, I think is probably probably the best bet for her to have an opportunity. Um, you know, I think I think bottom line is Nick, it's 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 good for golf. We're 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 focused on something we wouldn't normally be focused on in a time of the year where golf kind of takes a back seat and and I think it's terrific. Have you seen a lot of or I guess anybody Really take a public stance negatively against this. I I I haven't seen anyone of significance w- do Was
0: that. it was it Peter Malnati who? who oh, quickly it walked it back. <laughs> yeah. So it,
1: it it was interesting. So that's that's a very interesting <laughs> one because he said it was a gimmick and almost in real time realized that that was not the right word to use and then sort of gave a very articulate answer and then sort of back walked it back very very quickly. So right. I think that guys are trying to treat this with um a level of respect even if there is a a healthy amount of skepticism as a part of it um but yeah I just I I just think people are way too cognizant of social media now and how a 10 second clip can live on forever um look at what Fuzzy said about Tiger in the Masters 26 years ago that's literally the first thing I always think about him whenever he pops up and the guy won two majors so you got to be careful with what you say, even if you think the wrong thing. I don't think people are going to say it in public, like somebody body, will.
0: You think so? I think somebody will. I think we'll get some some really bad takes, especially like the scale of Lexi's performance to the bad takes is, sure. is going to be a direct a direct correlation. Like if, if she doesn't play well, she she has a shank, or if she posts around in the eighties, um, there will be some there will be some bad takes put out there publicly with some with some uh, some bravado um, for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean I'm dying to know her 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 motivation um in terms of the specific timing, just given that and I know she has some form recently like we talked about, but just why now? I just I, I find it really, really interesting her motivation to do it. Um, here's, here's the statement that she made. She said, she's hopeful that my ability to play with the men at the Shriners Children's Open sends a great message to the young women that you can chase your dream, regardless of how hard it is. I'm grateful to Shiner Shriners Children's for this opportunity to spend the week alongside these inspirational kids. It's great. There's going to be young girls. who are going to watch and say, oh my God, I can do this again. We're talking about the bare minimum of the good stuff that's going to result from this. Um, I hope she makes the cut. I hope she makes history. I hope she wins this whole thing. Um but we'll see. I'm going to be I'm going to be watching golf in the desert in in in, in October. So I'm yeah. I'm Jack man.
0: That that's the bottom line is we're we're going to be paying attention to a golf tournament in November, the Shriners, which we don't pay attention to. I I just hope and I said this before, I hope her motivation is, man, this year was really embarrassing. It's not acceptable. I am going to put myself in some uncomfortable situations. I'm going to really make it a priority to put a couple more majors on my resume before I'm I'm really past my prime. And this is a great way to make sure that you're dialed in and put yourself under a microscope you've never been under before. And and maybe if she's under the spotlight, grinding to make a cut on the PGA Tour, like maybe the last three holes of the U.S. Open won't, won't feel so stressful. Yeah,
1: maybe it's a bit of a career reset. So obviously we're, we're, we're Team Lexi. We gave her a hard time in the Solheim Cup, but this is a different circumstance um, hope she, hope she kicks some ass. It's going to be exciting to to see what happens. Um, Nick, I'm going to get in my soapbox for for 15 seconds here. Everybody, call ahead. It's punching season. It, aeration is happening. Call ahead. Do it. Don't get caught. Just call. They have to tell you. Legally, they have to tell you if they've punched their greens. So just give them a call. <laughs> it's
0: Nick rules. It's against the rules to tell somebody they haven't punched the greens.
1: A cop has to tell you if they're a cop and a golf course has to tell you <laughs> if they've punched their greens. <laughs> It's 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 the rules of life. So please call ahead. I don't know how much time you want to spend on this Tiger Rory thing, but did you see this 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 indoor golf league that they have going on? It's going to be on ESPN in January. It sounds so so fucking
0: stupid. I I read an article about it today. I couldn't be less interested. Okay, but we can talk about it.
1: Well, we're let's let let let's. They're going to hit into
0: a screen, and then when they're within like twenty yards, they're going to turn around and hit into this like artificial turf like putting green with with fake bunkers around it like what are they doing
1: so espn is going to broadcast this and it's going it, to look it's it's led by tiger and rory so I'll, I'm, I'm at least going to give it a spin um it's going to be it's going to be on espn and espn2 the first two matches are going to be Deuce. the first two the dudes should be on the ocho the first two matches are going to be the first two tuesdays following the college football playoffs Um, there's going to be 2000 fans in the arena. So we're just going to watch John Rahm. Florida
0: Palm beach state college campus.
1: How'd they score that? (laughs) Well, I think it's going to be in Sofi stadium in LA. I'm I'm
0: pretty sure that's where it's happening. Um, it's, it's, it's in Sofi stadium on the campus of like Palm beach state college. (laughs) No, it's going to be Los Angeles. California. That's not what I read today. Is, is
1: that right? What, what did read, you read today? Maybe you've, read, you you probably have better information than I, I do. I
0: read on golf.com today that it's going to be the building this 2000 seat stadium on the campus of, it is SoFi Stadium on the campus of what Florida Palm Beach College or Palm Beach State College or something. Oh my like that. God. I thought they were playing in the Rams football stadium. oh my god i I could easily have misinterpreted this information
1: no your version of it is way better than mine so let's run with yours that's hilarious look it's a tiger venture tiger's public appearances are getting fewer and fewer so i'm at least gonna watch with morbid curiosity beyond that i i don't know man maybe maybe we'll be eating our words thinking like oh i can't believe that this awesome revolutionary thing was going to be lame but i just find it hard to believe that's going to be my take in six months
0: yeah, I mean, I'll yeah, I'll check it out potentially, maybe.
1: All right, do you want to move on to the Mad Golfer? Yes. With that, it is time for the Mad Golfer of the week. We're going to Las Vegas, David Foran, TPC Summerlin, the site of the Shriners Children's Open. I'm going to get a drink of water real quick. I'm still fighting a little bit of uh, a yeah, little
0: you bit want of to stuff. Be ready for the Mad Golfer? You don't want to go into the Mad Golfer with a, with a frog in your throat.
1: No. Here we go. Quote. This place is a joke. It does not deserve the TPC brand. Zero advanced notice that the greens would be overseeded. Tea box sprinklers going off while in the middle of trying to tee off. Brown and bare spots. (laughs) Maybe brown and bare spots all over the course. No cart service to offer beverages when it is 107 degrees out. So, so j- just to be clear, overseeded greens, sprinklers going off when I'm swinging, brown and bare spots everywhere, and I'm dying of dehydration. We're only halfway through this bad boy.
0: Oh,
1: God. Gate system doesn't work when trying to enter facility. Not a single sign anywhere to show that it is TPC Summerlin. So, <laughs> sir, perhaps you're playing a different golf course. <laughs> Let me just throw that out there. Maybe you're not playing at TPC Summerlin. This is a municipal course at best, and it's absolutely baffling that a PGA Tour event is held here annually. Congrats to David Foran. You are our mad golfer of the week. I hope he is not out there watching Lexi this weekend. Yeah, seriously. Wow. With that, it is time for
0: Nick Rolls.
1: Brought to you by Matchstick Golf. Use promo code TURN20 at checkout. Well,
0: I was... I stumbled across a really fascinating Nick rules um, while I was searching for the answer to another question that I don't quite have the answer yet to. Okay. Wow. Um, So expect another handicapping Nick rules in the near future, potentially. Anyways, what I learned is you can post scores for rounds in which you follow any model local rule that you feel like using. (laughs) And it is legitimate whether or not the so-called committee has that rule in effect for the day. And I now I am quoting where a player follows the provisions set down in a model local rule, even when the committee in charge of the course has not adopted that model local rule, the score may still be acceptable for handicap purposes. Specific examples of situations relating to model local rules where a score might be acceptable for handicap purposes include a player has proceeded under the alternate option to stroke and distance relief procedure, despite this model local rule not being in effect. Wait a minute.
1: So is is this rule in effect? Saying I can do whatever the hell I want out there and post my score?
0: So there is a section of the rules of golf at the back that's that's got all of the model local model local rules okay. MLRs, if you will, and those are the rules because you can't just. Uh, a local rule doesn't mean the course can just make up a rule and say this right. is a local rule. It's, it has to be one that the USGA has published as this is a a model local rule. You can you can implement this or not. But apparently, you can just you or me or anybody can just implement any model local rules and follow them throughout their round in post scores. Like I would have thought that using that provision, the the alternate to stroke and distance would make your round invalid for handicap posting, unless the, the golf shop or the tournament you're playing in said this rule is in effect today. But but you can just follow model local rules and post your score. Give me that example again. I, I, I need an example. Okay. I, I am quoting. Okay. Examples of situations relating to model local rules where a score might be acceptable for handicap purposes include... A player has proceeded under the alternate option to the stroke and distance relief procedure despite this model local rule not being in effect. Or there's another one. The player has used a distance measuring device despite the model local rule prohibiting their use being in effect. So it goes both ways. So I can use – so, okay. Okay. That second one let me let me take that. The second one I, I the second one is assumes you're playing in a tournament yeah. where rangefinders are banned and you use it anyways, you can still you can still um, post that score. So basically whether a local rule is in effect to say you can't do something or a local rule is not in effect, you can <laughs> if it's written down in local rules, you can do it and post your score. This
1: okay. I would say more often than not, I walk away from Nick rules thinking I have a better understanding of the game. I feel like I, I took five steps backward because basically what this is saying is, there, is there, 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 there are the rules of golf that are applicable to all golf courses at all times. Then there are model local rules which can be adopted by golf courses. And then there's a subset of that that says if a model local rule is adopted, but I choose not
0: to use that model local rule, my round still counts. And vice versa, even if the model rule, even if the MLR, I can't say, I can't say model local rule anymore. It's tough. Even if the MLR is not in effect, you can use it and still post your score. So it's just a handicap hack and it it seems a lot like cheating, but I am desperate and I may just peruse the model local rules before my next round of golf study like they're they're in the back of the rule book they're probably in the app i haven't checked yet but trust me i'm going to all the model Oak rules are are listed out there you can play by any of them you probably (laughs) have to use them like i don't think you can be selective i think if you're gonna if you're gonna do it you're gonna do it i don't know right but man you can any rule that's in the mlrs you can implement and play and still post your score for handicapping purposes I feel like this is cute from a tournament, but you could still
1: post your score. (laughs) You're going to, you're going to not finish in the money, but your handicap is going to be bitching afterwards.
0: (laughs) This This does,
1: this does really feel like a thing that you should dig into in the off season. It's like, like instead of Nick rules being you interpreting rules of golf, Nick rules can just be your rules for the game of golf, which are somehow legal in certain circumstances, but are not sanctioned by tournament bodies.
0: Yeah, I am going to study the MLRs
1: tonight. And that is Nick Rules. Now, before we wrap up episode number 200, I'm going to get a little sincere here. I'm going to say thank you to the only other person who has appeared on all 200 episodes of At The Turn. Lacey, thank you for letting me spend way too much time watching golf, thinking about golf, talking about golf with my friends. Um, I wouldn't be able to do this without your support. This is also a test to see if you're listening to the end of the episode. So thank you very much for getting us through 200. I really appreciate it. Well said. That's it. That's all I have to say. Good luck to Lexi. Good luck to us. Good luck to me. I'm doing the red tea challenge tomorrow. I have some theories about how it's going to go. I think I'm actually going to shoot very similar scores to what I usually do because it's going to put an emphasis on the weakest part of my game right now is <laughs> inside of 50 yards. So we'll see if that bears out. It's going to be 85 here tomorrow. It's like the last it's like the last nice day of the year, so I'm picking a perfect day to do the red tee. And then we'll plunge ahead into fall. Uh, got some weird tournaments coming up. The one club is right around the corner. Uh, probably spend way too much time talking can't, with Nick.
0: Can't post that score. I, I did read that today.
1: The one club tournament? I can't post that.
0: can't post a score in which rules are implemented to limit the number of clubs you can use. Okay. Specifically, it sounds like this rule is targeting this tournament.
1: (laughs) Very excited. It's going to be a great time. Good luck to Lexi. We'll talk very soon.
0: I'm Lacey Evans. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time at The Turn.